Welcome to Drunk on Social, the symposium, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Welcome back, Drunk on Social's to the symposium where we have reached episode number four of the podcast. And as this thing continues to evolve, Tristan and I are having more and more fun. And let me tell you why. It's not because we get to see each other and talk to each other. We do plenty of that. It's because it's forcing us to stay super hip and in tune with what the heck is going on in the news as it relates to social media, which allows us to stay ahead and keep you ahead so you know what you should be paying attention to and what tools and strategies and little different intricacies inside of these platforms that you might want to start using so you can stay ahead and be an early adopter. So without further ado, episode four, Tristan, I know you've got a whole slew of things you want to talk about. So brother, kick it off. Dude, I'm excited on this one. I feel like we've been running this for like episode 2000. (laughs) Because we do this just for fun and for a living, right? So nuts. So nuts, man. Uh, But let's dive right into it. I want to go over a graphic that you and I were sharing back and forth. And that was the one on Clubhouse, just to give people kind of an update on what Clubhouse looks like and some some facts. So you want to go over that with me here? The, yeah, sure. The, so, so the graphic was really cool. Actually, it was, um, it, it was kind of some did you knows. It was some basic facts. But I think a lot of you are not overly. You're still not that familiar with Clubhouse. So if you're not, I'll just run through this graphic with you. And you know what? Did you post this already to Drunk on Social Facebook group? I, I did not, man. All right, perfect. I'll post this. Uh, I will post it. So by at the time of this of this recording, it has not been posted, but it will be by the time you're listening to this. Uh, so let's give you some data. Uh, Clubhouse was launched in April of 2020. Folks, that's a year ago. Not even, dude. Well, by the time they're listening to this, that's a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. That is one year ago. It only has nine employees, uh, yet it has 180 investors. (laughs) That's crazy. That is nuts. Uh, It went from a $100 million valuation in May of 2020 to where it's now valued at a billion, $1 billion, and I think rapidly growing. It has 6 million registered users. And oh, by the way, folks, uh, it's not open to Android yet. Can you imagine when it goes to Android, that's going to be worth how much? Like quadruple it's exactly why we tell you all to be early adopters embrace absorb get involved it will potentially pay off there are there are of those six million users there's two million weekly active users i'm i'm not a mathematician tristan but that's a third that's a third of the registered users that are actively using the app weekly that's that's pretty good that's insane, dude. There's over 228,000 reviews with a 4.9 stars rating on the App Store. And it has been downloaded 2.3 million times just in January of this year alone. Uh, I, I believe, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, Tristan 
downloaded it at the end of December. I downloaded it probably a day later. And ironically, uh, that was the end of December. In January, there was 2.3 million. I think, Tristan, we were responsible for 24 of those. <laughs> Dude, I think we were responsible for uh, a million. I'm just going to call it <laughs> a million people because of Jeff and I. I wouldn't doubt that um, we were responsible for a handful. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's Clubhouse. If if you're if you're not overly familiar with it yet, that kind of gives you the backstory on it. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on. Yeah, on yeah. Well, look, people are like, well, why Clubhouse? It, it only has uh, what two million active monthly users, right? Only. Yeah. Well, but only right. But when when we compare like Facebook, what was that? Monthly active users is like two hundred and seventy. Uh, billion a shit done right? sorry 770 <laughs> i apologize million not billion 270 million uh but the reason we started with that is because facebook is creating their own clone of clubhouse and they're they're pushing to make it come out as soon as possible i think one thing you look back maybe two years two and a half years and Facebook had this feature, man, which was nuts. Facebook had a feature where you could just record audio. And we were using it in LabCode Agents in the mornings. We were doing like a morning message. And then they cut it off. They didn't progress up from there. Now, now they're looking at creating this within the rooms they have. So remember the rooms that they have right now? Mm-hmm. Now you can choose to start a room. Well, not now, but they're going to. They're going to allow you to start a room and do live audio, kind of like broadcasting it very similarly to, to Clubhouse. So now you can actually function in those rooms. Because right now, I don't know of anybody using those rooms, do you? Um, I'm not even overly familiar with the rooms. So I'm going to assume that if I'm not overly familiar with them, neither is most of our audience. So why don't you just do a quick digress on, on what rooms are? Yeah, so rooms in essence is Facebook's attempt to take users away from Zoom, right? Where if you need to have a meeting, you use the rooms. If you need to have any type of communication, instead of using Zoom or Google Hangouts, you would go to Facebook rooms, right? So now they want to have more people use it. So why not build it into that portion of it? That might be a good idea. It might not. We'll see. I think it's important because not only is Facebook doing it, but you've seen what Twitter was doing, that Twitter has Twitter spaces and Twitter has that audio version of it and that they've been testing it out as well. So those are the, those are the three that are going to be in this audio only world, but I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think with the audio rooms, I don't know how great of a thing it's going to be. I would, if it was me, I would just start a whole new app and call it Facebook Rooms and it would yeah. just be audio, yeah. right? Why, why throw it into the mix and get people all mixed up in there? It reminds me of what Instagram does, right? Where Instagram tries to put in, what do they do? They have uh, stories, they have reels, they have the feed, they have IGTV. Copy, 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 copy. But yeah, and they have it all in one. It's like, I don't even know which one to use anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, not only that, but what I was thinking was, is this is it's interesting because now that you mentioned and you explained to me, you reminded me what rooms are rooms came out uh, not long after COVID not long after it was clear that zoom was going to like take off. This is typical Zuckerberg. Like this is what he does. He, 
he, he, he sees something. He, you said it like they backed off of audio and it probably the reason they backed off audio only because they thought video is the future, which it still is. But now all of a sudden, so zoom all of a sudden is, is, you know, rocket shipping. And so Facebook bolts on, oh, well, we're going to do our own zoom rooms. Now guess what's happening? Clubhouse rocket shipping. What's Facebook do? We're going to make our own little clubhouse. Right. And I, I don't know about you, Tristan, but I'm getting to the point where I'm getting numb to, to, to what Zuck does now at the same token, you know, he copied Snapchat like seven, eight, nine times over. Mm -hmm. And although stories is stuck with Instagram and Facebook in a massive way, he didn't put Snapchat out of business and he never will. And no. just like, just like reels copycatted TikTok, they're not going to put TikTok out of business. They just, they got copy. So this is what Zuck does. Um, and so I don't know if this is going to change. I mean, we talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about the virtual reality and where they're, where they're going with it. That mm -hmm. might be something that they're onto that's kind of out ahead of the other social platforms, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think, I think uh, personally, if, if it's not zoom, uh, what's the other one? The StreamYard. That's those are the two I would use. I wouldn't even consider Facebook Rooms. And if I'm considering audio only, why Clubhouse is clearly on to something. This is what they're focusing on. Yeah, I That's love where it. I'm going. I love Clubhouse too, dude. I, I love it too. And look, Snapchat. The only reason I go to Snapchat is because they have the coolest. Um, what is that face? Face. Uh, <laughs> those cool faces they make you yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're called. I forgot. I'm just it's filters, filters. Yeah, filters. There you go. They have the best filters, and that's the only reason I go to Snapchat. Yep. I download them and then I use them into TikTok or Facebook or. You dominate those filters too, man. That's hilarious. Uh, oh well, look, it leads into AR, and for those of you wondering, AR, AR is augmented reality. So, uh, think of. Anytime you have a virtual picture or virtual anything that's superimposed onto an actual real plane. So imagine, do you remember, uh, Jeff, the Google glasses? Yeah. You would put them on and then have that AR in front of it. Uh, so this is a hot topic right now, especially after our last podcast, we were talking about this whole virtual world. And we know that Facebook is going deep with their enabled glasses for AR and then their whole virtual world with Oculus. But in between the last conversation you and I had, they released this amazing video that I need to send you. It's, if, if you guys wanna Google it, it's a human computer interaction at the wrist and it's by Facebook. And in essence- By the wrist, as in by the watch? By the, you got it. Okay. So it's this watch that you put on and it's got, it's very similar to the Apple watch if you're familiar with it, right? It's got a band and it's got the, the big section over here that you can see touch on touch screen. Yeah. Now the band on this one, the band is a little thicker and it's part of the actual watch. So it sends signals and it determines uh, how your, how your heart is beating. If you're, arm is twisting, everything, it, it's all connected. And so the cool thing about it is that it projects into in front of you, like a, a screen that you can see. The watch does. The watch does, right? This is all part of the watch because the watch determines how you move and how you interact with this 
augmented reality section in front of you, right? Whether you pinch your fingers, right? Or you open your hand and wave. Stop it. Away. Dude, this is insane. It's, it's like it's a video like, game. It, it's it's like, my. do you remember Minority Report when Tom Cruise was going like this on the screen, like shifting left, shifting right, up, down, touch, all that? That's I, I in essence what they created. So they created this, it's in beta. And the video, so everybody listening in, Google it, it's called Human Computer Interaction at the Wrist. Now, the, the reason it's so cool when you watch the video, you're watching you're watching how people are interacting on a screen. It's like a computer screen. I'm answering messages there. I'm texting, I'm engaging in social media. Everything is done and you have it right here with you at all times, right? And that's, I think that's a step in the direction you and I were talking about, Jeff, which is, well, that next step eventually is going to be a virtual world where you are fully interacting, right? It's interesting. And, and that is where, I don't even know, I'm not even sure necessarily the relevance or if it really matters, and maybe relevance isn't the right word, if it really matters that Facebook is a copycat, um, because I, I, you know, I, I think some things are going to catch on and some aren't. Yeah. I think this is what's important to pay attention to because, you know, again, if if you're out ahead of it, like you and I do, and and for anybody listening, we're not doing this. We're not. We don't, we don't talk about this. We didn't create this podcast. We didn't create the Drunk on Social Facebook group because we just enjoy the hell out of social media, which uh, arguably we both do, but we do because of the effects that it has had on our businesses and the opportunities it's created. And that's what we're trying to help you all understand. So we're going to throw a lot of information at you. What you choose to do with it is up to you. If nothing else, it's going to make you really cool uh, when you're you're standing at the water cooler talking about the latest and greatest news, because you're going to know stuff more than everybody else. Um, but what, so what do you think? I mean, what, of all the things that, that, that are happening that you just mentioned, is there anything that is super relevant that somebody should just absolutely be paying attention to uh, for their business? Well, I think this is important just to understand where the world is heading, right? Where the future of computing is heading. Like uh, You fast forward a few years from now and the interface that we have right now, which is this computer screen, with this keyboard and this mic is gonna look completely different, right? We we probably don't even know what that's going to be in the future. And so, I mean, the fact that we carry the iPhone around or, or an Android phone everywhere and we can function here, and what's to say we don't we don't function differently with a new device, right? Which is what they're trying to do, yeah. right? And so that's, to me, that's super cool. You need to be paying attention to that as well. now. Let's shift a little bit and talk about what Facebook is doing with Instagram. I think it's interesting. Facebook, Facebook has been trying to tap into the younger generation for a while now. I don't know if you remember the kids version of Messenger that they had for a while. That was a super kids-friendly version. No. So they came, they came up with that a couple years, maybe three years back. And it didn't take off, obviously. But now they're looking at it's now. This is not like I haven't heard this from anybody. I just heard us on the news the other day. 
Uh, Facebook's reportedly working on a kid's version of Instagram. Really? Yeah. So uh, when I was when I was listening to it, I Googled it. And yeah, I found, yes, they have the messenger for kids. And they said it has 70 million, I'm sorry, 7 million monthly active users in 70 countries. That's just the messenger one that I was telling you about. Okay. So there are 7 million kids using that. It might be some adults too, but whatever. Uh, now, they want to get in earlier with children using social media, uh, 13 or under, an Instagram version for them. And I thought, oh, well, look, they're jumping in on social, right? How is this one going to be different than the regular Instagram, the regular TikTok? Because look, over the weekend, I went to Santa Barbara and I'm like, I'm put, I'm like pushing my luggage, bringing it in. And I, I kid you not, there's these girls that have this, their phone, they, they press it up against this light lamp and then they're doing their TikTok dances all over. I'm like, and then I, this is, I'm like, oh, TikTok. I look over to my right and there's, a, there's two other, two other sets of teenagers doing the same thing. Right. And this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. So Facebook's trying to capitalize on that and say, well, let's get them started early. Right. And some people are naming it Kidstagram, you know, but who knows, dude? I just, what do you think of having kids jump in on social media on a kid friendly Instagram? What are your well, first thoughts? I mean, being that I have kids that range in, in age from, from two to, to 20, uh, my 11 year old stepson now, we just recently, this past in the last 12 months, we've given him access to TikTok and Instagram and YouTube course because they actually I, I think arguably most kids get in the in the youtube first yep. um and so i think that's really smart and i think it's smart for two reasons one it's probably going to be censored uh so it's going to be protected which is great for our kids so they won't have to see the riffraff and the crap and the drama and the politics and the racial and the nudity and all that stuff uh and i think it's great because you're basically going to be making the parents happy, which is going to make them more friendly to using the adult version of it. Um, because if you're a smart parent, if you're a good parent, you want to stay involved in what your kids are doing. So you want to stay kind of hip to what's going on. So I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And I think the reason you should ultimately pay attention to this is not for, for business purposes, is that it tells you uh, how relevant Instagram wants to be. And if they're going to get these kids going on Instagram early, as they become adults and as they become home buying age and product buying ages, guess what? They're going to probably gravitate to the platform that they spent the most time on as kids. So is that Snap? Is that TikTok? Is that Instagram? Notice what I said there. I started with Snap. I went to TikTok because that's where the kids have gravitated to. Mm -hmm. This is really smart. Instagram's bringing them back which is going to make, in my opinion, Tristan, I think Instagram is the number one. If you asked me, where should I pay the most attention? Where, do I, where should I spend the most time building my brand uh, for the next 10 years? My answer is number one is Instagram. That's not the only one, but that's number one in my book. Nice, man. I, I would have to say YouTube. I know what you're going to say. I know YouTube, but I, I would have to say Instagram's at the top. It's going to be one of those two. Both. Well, they're both going to have massive relevance. Don't get me wrong. YouTube is the future of television. That's the thing. The difference, the difference is, is YouTube is very niche down. 
to video, whereas Instagram is more diversified. It's 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 stories, it's feed, it's video, it's TikTok, it's it's everything, right? It's it's got IGTV, aka YouTube. It's got Reels, aka TikTok. It's got Stories, aka Snapchat. It has a feed, aka Facebook. I just now realized that. Dude, that's actually. They probably planned this whole thing, and we're just now sitting here saying light bulb moment. Holy shit, that's really smart. Yeah, well, it is, man. It is. And look, on that note, I'm glad you're talking about that because YouTube now is starting to roll out its TikTok-like feature. Shorts, yeah. Shorts. And that's in the U.S. And the way that I've seen it function is it functions very, very similarly to TikTok, but from some of the pictures I've seen, the editing looks really easy and smooth. A little different than, and I think TikTok has great editing, by the way. I don't think any app out there has better editing for video. But this one looks like it can take on TikTok on the editing side, which is really, really cool to see on the, from the pictures. I okay. haven't used it. So I don't have access to shorts yet. So I have a question. So for those of us like myself, and there's a lot of us out there that are, that are, are, are frantically and consistently using TikTok and reels, AKA short form content, sub 60, sub 30 uh, second content. Can I take that content and use that as my content uh, to upload into YouTube shorts as my, as you know, because most people create YouTube videos in on a camera. Yep. Right. So is it, do you see that as a strategy for, for shorts? I do. I see it going back and forth. And I think when you see YouTube, YouTube in general, Google is a lot friendlier than Facebook is when it comes to protecting their social. Cause you remember Google plus that nothing happened, right? <laughs> it was kind of crappy, but uh, they weren't really defensive as to, as to say, Hey, your stuff is going to now work less than my stuff on this platform. And so I look to it as saying, hey, they're going to be happy that you post TikToks directly to shorts because I'm already seeing that and they don't care, right? I'm already seeing TikTok shorts inside of YouTube, which That's is cool. Good. So Our- for us, for us TikTok creators and Reels creators, you guys right there, now you can now just diversify. You can multiply yourself without having to do double the work. You just have to post it. And you know, use utilize the keywords and the captions and the titles and those kind of things, but now you've created the content. That's the hard part. Now use it when Shorts comes out, start creating and posting content to YouTube. Now, I want to ask you a question cuz you're more YouTube than I am. Um, YouTube Live has become a thing here recently. And I don't think a lot of people are utilizing it yet, but do you feel like YouTube Live is going to be what Facebook Live was five years ago, four or five years ago, when Facebook basically said, like, use live and we will show you. Like, we're going to yeah. give you more reach. There's a difference, man. Only because you have an audience that's trained on how to use YouTube and what to expect from YouTube instead of Facebook. So it's almost... so. YouTube Live is very similar to Instagram Live in the sense that people know that they have to come in, chime in, wait, learn, engage. The same thing doesn't doesn't fly for Facebook. Usually on Facebook, it's less participation 
right? People just viewing in, having it in the background, coming in and out. But you look at the tests that have been done and a lot of the people going live on YouTube, they sit through, uh, the, the consumer in this case, sits through the hour to two hour long. Ask your kids, like how long do they expect a YouTube live to be? To be? They said, oh, two hours, hmm. which is already a completely different mindset than asking how long do you expect a Facebook live to be? Yeah. Right? Five minutes tops. Yeah. What, what is, is YouTube lives similar to like a TikTok live in that it's very interactive, like going live on Facebook, you typically go live with an intent and a message. Uh, TikTok lives, for example, if you've never experienced it are actually kind of awkward. Uh, you're basically just living your life, maybe interacting with your audience, answering questions. And if you're a big influencer, there's a million comments and things going on. Yeah. How similar is YouTube Live? Like, what, what is it like? Either one of those or different? In its yeah, I say with YouTube Live, you have the expectation of people to give some type of education or information, right? You don't typically have people expect you to, to do the same thing on, on TikTok or Instagram, right? That's more like, hey guys, how are you doing? I'm sitting out here in front of blah, blah, blah. You don't expect that on YouTube. YouTube is more like, let me show you this game I'm playing, follow along, check out what you're learning as you're watching me play Minecraft, kind of like Twitch, right? And, or, hey guys, check that, like uh, Meet Kevin. Uh, I know I talk about Meet Kevin a lot, but he just had like, every single day he has his videos and they keep on getting more and more views. And I'm like, damn it, meet Kevin. Like last, last, uh, last video had 360,000 views and he goes on every day. Okay. On live on YouTube live. What, okay? is, what is, what are, what's an example of his consistent, um, all about investing. So have, you remember Kramer from MSNBC? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's like the millennial Kramer. Yeah. Okay. And I know him uh, cause I do some investing and I've watched some of his videos. So similar thing. And then you have YouTube people expecting longer videos. And here, I'm going to leave you with this because this is all I got unless you got something. Twitter just announced they're testing out a new option to view YouTube clips in the stream. Now, they're going to test this out with iOS. That's Apple first. Say that again. So Twitter announced that it's launching a new test for the app uh, for the iPhone. It will enable users to play YouTube clips in the stream. And in, in Twitter. In Twitter. So it's going to fully function with it. So you can play the clips. They're playing nice. Dude. Interesting. Right? How? Now that's massive. These are the little things you need to be paying attention to. And this is why we always tell you, don't post your YouTube links, your videos to Facebook because it's taking the audience off of Facebook and that's not what Facebook wants you to do. They want you to spend time in their app, right? So yeah. Twitter's now somehow the technology is going to allow, which is smart. I, I don't see why Facebook or Instagram aren't, isn't gonna grab onto that and say, you can go ahead and post your YouTube videos, but they're gonna be staying on our interface, which is the ultimate goal. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I love that, dude, because it just shows that two companies, two social media companies working together. And remember our stats from last week? Are they working together on that? Well, Twitter is saying, hey, we're going to create something specifically for YouTube 
to function inside of the stream so you can see the videos. There's no way in hell Zuckerberg's going to work. <laughs> right. With them on. No way. No, man, exactly. But look at the stats. Last week we showed uh, YouTube had 30, was it 34 or 32 billion uh, monthly visitors? And then we had Twitter at 6.1 billion. Yeah. That was number four. number four. Remember, number four was Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's that's massive, man. Yeah. Well, I, th I think I think in summary, this is like the second, third, maybe even fourth time we brought up Twitter uh, in four episodes, and we still have yet to really meet or talk to anyone who's utilizing it at a high level for business. But it goes to show you, it's kind of like LinkedIn. LinkedIn's ad stories. We haven't even talked about LinkedIn hardly at all, which we need to. Yeah, is that Twitter's trying to become relevant, and it's just another place. And listen. Uh, we can end. I don't have anything more to talk about. I, we can end this with with just simply saying, listen, don't get overwhelmed. Don't listen to this podcast and think to yourself, oh, crap, another platform, another tool, another strategy, another piece of, of something that I have to integrate into my business just to overwhelm me. No, it's simply keeping you educated to what the hell is happening so you can make the best decision for your business to choose which platforms are best for your brand and best for you to execute on consistently. And so hopefully, uh, and we dropped all kinds of, you dropped all kinds of nuggets today. I didn't drop anything. I just, just was a peanut gallery. Like I usually am. Yeah. But you have great, see, I love, I love giving you the information. Cause you're like, Oh, this, this could, and then you start thinking, yeah. right. That's why I love, it's like a mastermind, dude. It's a little one-on-one. -on -one. I like it. It's the best. We're masterminding together on That's this. That's right. And you know what? With that, uh, don't forget. Uh, so if you haven't already put this into your, your podcast app to get a little poke every time a new episode comes out, go do it right now. Uh, and if you're so kind enough, leave us a review. Uh, tell us tell us what we're doing great. If you got nothing, if you just got nasty things to say, just keep it to yourself. We don't even want to know. Uh, and and if and if you're really cool, share this with your friends and your colleagues and people in business that need this for them. And if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, Drunk on Social. We are rapidly rising. Uh, we're going to be at ten thousand members here in the near future, and we hope you're a part of that. Probably going to even do some fun prizes. Uh, and I think I had one more thing and I can't remember what the, oh, I got one more thing. If, so first of all, so Tristan and I are very interactive and, and you can reach us. So here's what we want from you. As this podcast continues to evolve, if there's a topic that you want us to talk about, if there's a guest that you want us to interview, there's pretty good chance we have access to the people and the, and, and the stuff that you want to know. Uh, because we have insiders at, at a lot of these platforms and we have people, friends and colleagues that are executing at very, very high levels. So let us know if you have something, we want to schedule it uh, because the whole point of this is just to bring massive value to you and your business. So with that, we will wrap up episode number four, Tristan. It's been a blast and I'll see you on episode number five. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Drunk on Social, the symposium. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated.